In this week's episode, we talk about how to stop pushing our feelings onto other people. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svee. Here's your host, Svee Hilsenrath. Hello and welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svee. I'm your host, Svee Hilsenrath. This week we're going to talk about projection. Projection is simply pushing unwanted thoughts and feelings onto other people or the world. Oftentimes we feel something unpleasant inside, and rather than acknowledge that feeling or acknowledge those unwanted thoughts, we push them onto other people. We project them onto the people or the world around us. These are the things that we don't want to look at. Projection allows us to deal with uncomfortable thoughts and feelings without needing to look inward, without needing to deal with them ourselves. This is a defense mechanism that allows us to work through things without the pain of self-reflection. Unfortunately, in doing so, in using this defense mechanism, we usually create more harm than good. We create problems where none exist because we're projecting our negative feelings onto people that don't actually have them or projecting our negative thoughts onto people that don't actually have them. An example before we go further, and this is a very common example, you have somebody who starts a new job and they're feeling very insecure within their job because the reality is, is that for most jobs that we start, it takes between two to four months before we start hitting the groove, start feeling comfortable, start to feel like we know what we're doing. And so here you have somebody who is struggling with their own insecurities, their own feelings of not doing a good job, their own belief or fear that they should or will be fired. And now they start to project these thoughts and these feelings onto their employer, onto their boss. The reality is, is that their boss hired them because they want somebody who's going to do a good job. And so they believe the person they hired will do that job. This is why we hire people. We don't hire people for them to fail. But rather than trust in that process, the insecure person projects their insecurities, their thought that they're no good, their thought that they're doing a terrible job, their feeling of insecurity and instability, and they project that onto their employer, onto their boss. Inevitably, what happens is the person is now working in a fight-or-flight response all the time. Uh, this, of course, negatively impacts their job. In extreme cases, sometimes people quit their job because they can't handle the stress that they themselves created, the stress of constantly thinking that they're going to be fired or that they're not doing a good job. In this situation, rather than deal with the unpleasant feelings within, the person is projecting those feelings onto their employer, onto their boss, for their ego, for the, the, the internal state, it is temporarily safer to do so because it allows the person to not look within, not go through the process of self-reflection, not need to change anything within, and focus all of their energy outward. However, because they're not working in reality, because they're not working within the reality that everything that's happening is happening internally, not externally, they create problems where none exist. They end up damaging themselves more than if they had done some self-reflection. And often the thing they're afraid of, the very thing they're trying to prevent is the thing that happens is the thing that comes true. 
like so many other important concepts in psychology and psychotherapy, uh, projection was first spoken about by Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud spoke about it in terms of defense mechanisms, unconscious processes that a person uses to avoid damaging the sense of self within. Uh, he first spoke about it in an 1895 letter where he spoke about one of his patients who, instead of confronting, instead of addressing her own inner feelings of shame, believed that her neighbors were gossiping about her, speaking about her. It allows uncomfortable feelings to be tolerable, even though the experience of projection might be quite painful and can be very uncomfortable, it is still more comfortable than the hard and difficult process of self-reflection, looking inward and taking responsibility for our own thoughts and feelings. Now, it is important to know that even though projection is an unconscious bias, it is something we can become aware of and address. In a similar way to breathing, which is something that we do unconsciously, but we can control it for short periods of time. And through that control can change our unconscious process. So too with projection. It's something that we do unconsciously. But when we become conscious of it through therapy, through self-reflection, through journaling, we can address it in short periods of time and then change it over the course of time, change it over the long-term unconscious process. I'm not a huge fan of quote-unquote, light bulb moments in therapy. I think that the insights that we gain that hit us like lightning bolts are generally few and far between and not as important as the process of therapy itself. But identifying when we are projecting onto others so that we can then address it is one of the few times I think that light bulb moments are important. And when it happens, you can see it on people's faces. You can see the internal shift that can often be very sudden this can actually be a very helpful and profound lightning bolt light bulb moment. Now, there's another layer to this, which is since we are projecting onto other people, there is a process called projective identification. This is where the target of the projecting starts to buy into the narrative, starts to buy into the story. To return to our example, this would be where the employer, the boss, starts to treat the person based on the vibes they're giving out, starts to treat this person that they believe in, or they wouldn't have hired them, as if they really are incompetent, as if they really do deserve to be fired. And now it just reinforces the projection, making the projection stronger. And now we're starting this vicious cycle of projection and projective identification, making the situation much, much worse. None of this would have happened had the person not been projecting in the first place. Projection takes place all the time. It can happen at work. It can happen at home. It can happen with our friends. It can happen with strangers. It can happen while we're out and about. Um, it can happen from our closest family members to somebody that we don't even know that we see on the street. Classic example of projection is if a person has a stain on their shirt. And they're worried about it. They're insecure about this stain on their shirt. And now as they go about, they believe everyone is noticing it. They are projecting their insecurity on all these strangers, these people that they never met that don't actually care about them, don't care if they do or don't have a stain because the person is feeling insecure. They are sure that everyone else is noticing the thing they are feeling insecure about rather than address the internal process of if I am so insecure that a stain is going to make or break my day rather than strengthen me, rather than strengthen myself within, I just project onto other people and then I don't have to deal with the internal process.
It is important to remember that projection is a natural, if not always helpful, process that we do without thinking about it. We don't have a choice in it. It just means we are human. If we're doing projection, and all of us do at some point, it's just because we're human, not because we're weak, not because we're mentally weak, not because we're deficient in willpower. It's just because we're human. Because projection is such a natural human thing, it's hard to notice when we're doing it. This is where a therapist can help, a friend who doesn't mind making us feel uncomfortable. They can help. Somebody else usually needs to point it out to us. Sometimes we can come to it ourselves through the process of journaling. If we consistently journal, if we consistently question through our journaling, our experience, but ultimately it is very hard to spot projection when we're doing it to ourselves. Well, how do we know if somebody is projecting onto us? If somebody has an irrational or what seems like an irrational and a very strong reaction to something we've done, um, or just out of the blue, an irrational action or a strong action or strong emotional action, it may be that projection is happening. Here's where it gets insidious. First of all, pointing out to the person they're projecting onto you is almost never helpful. Almost never helpful. All that happens is generally people become defensive. So it is important when we notice it happening to us that we go and set our own boundaries, work on ourselves internally, not to respond in kind, because pointing out that projection is happening usually does not help. The other thing about it is that we want to be careful, because it could be that we are projecting onto the other and seeing their reaction is irrational, when in fact what they're doing makes sense, and we're the one that's having the negative emotion. It's also important not to get stuck in the mind games, because if you spend your whole day trying to find and spot projection, it's very easy to get lost in your own head and just miss out on the world. This is one of the reasons why it's so important to have a good sense of self, a security within oneself, so that when you encounter this, it doesn't throw you off. This is one of the places, and I know I've mentioned a bunch of times already in this episode, but it's true. This is one of the places where journaling can be of great help because it helps keep us grounded within who we are so that we don't get lost in other people's stories. Unfortunately, the people that are most likely to be affected by the negative effects of other people's projection are usually the most vulnerable people. A parent who never dealt with their fears, their fears of the world, or their own insecurities will often project those insecurities onto their children and negatively color their children's worldview, creating the view that the world is a scary place to be. A parent that is overwhelmed and projects onto the child that they are the cause for their being overwhelmed, they are their cause for the parent, the child is the cause for the parent feeling like they're drowning, will cause the child to feel and internalize that projection caused the child to internalize that they are a problem, that everybody finds them a burden, that, that they are not worthy, that they are not capable, that other people are just looking to get rid of them. One of the most common places that projection happens is within romantic relationships. There's a cliche that we often find that we marry our parents. And, and often this is true. We tend to be attracted to things that we are comfortable with. Or we tend to be attracted to things that we are in opposition with. Also true, the surreptitious process of projective identification, where the person internalizes the projection of the other, 
often affects a lot of relationships. A husband who is feeling guilty over his actions in a relationship may tell his wife that she is irresponsibly spending, and she may internalize this. And then she'll feel uncomfortable with herself and get resentful toward him. And this is going to further conflict. And then this goes into a vicious cycle of projection, of negative feelings on both sides, and the internalization, the projective identification on both sides. And this allows each of the spouses to deal with the uncomfortable internal feelings without the problem of self-reflection. Again, this is unhealthy. And usually, neither of them are projecting intentionally, but the harm is still there. The pain is still there. If you find that you're having the same fight again and again and again, or you're getting upset with your romantic partner, and you can't identify why, or if you find that you're in a relationship, and you can't understand the responses that are happening, the interactions that are happening, there's a high likelihood that some form of projection is going on. Now, how do you deal with projection? How do you deal when people are projecting negatively on you, when you identify that it's happening? This is where healthy boundaries are so important. When a person feels secure within themselves, when they understand that what is being told to them or the way they are being treated has nothing to do with them and everything to do with the other person, they can set emotional and behavioral boundaries that stop the other person from affecting their internal state, from affecting how they view themselves. In a different episode, we'll get deeper into boundaries, but just saying something as simple as, I don't deserve to be treated this way, or please don't talk to me this way, all of these things can be effective boundaries that shut down the projection and projective identification cycle. I do want to mention before I wrap up that in therapy, projection goes by a different name. It's called transference, where the client projects their internal emotions and thoughts onto the therapist, or where they treat the therapist as if the therapist is a stand-in for a difficult person, for a different person in their life who they're having frustration with. Often it's a person who's no longer involved in their life, a parent, a role model from a young age, somebody who the client never worked out the negative aspects of their relationship with. And so the client transfers those negative thoughts and emotions, those negative uh, interactional aspects onto the therapist. And identifying this and dealing with it is one of the most powerful tools of therapy. That's all I've got for this week. If you have Instagram and you have not already checked out the Thoughtful Mind with Svi page, I am there pretty much daily posting things. Uh, Again, thank you to my sister Tamima for running that. And until next time, go out, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself.